0: The author of the gospel, according to Luke, was a good and elegant storyteller. Luke understood the art of telling a good yarn. He situated his narratives. He gave them a beginning, a middle, and an end, something we can't say for all of the gospel writers. Luke has complete scenes, full characterizations, motivations that we can sympathize with, In these ways, Luke is often considered the easiest of the Gospels to read. Luke was a skilled writer of Greek. He was probably a Gentile, but he was very familiar with the Hebrew Scriptures and also of Jewish practices. His intimate descriptions of illnesses and maladies have caused some biblical scholars to theorize that Luke was a physician, and thus not a member of the elite class. He was a member of the artisan class. Physicians at the time were not elite. They were artists. And while we priests are probably not supposed to say things like this, Luke is my favorite of the Gospels. Some of that favoritism is because of his great narrative ability. Some of it is because of his excellent grasp and use of language. I like a poet. I like a storyteller. But more important than that, Luke is my favorite because of his spin on theology. All of the Gospels and the Epistles point to Jesus as Son of God, as Lord and Savior, but each one has its own way of getting there and its own take on Jesus' ministry and place in the world. In Luke, Jesus refers to himself, as son of man, a whopping 25 times. Luke is also the only one of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, to call Jesus Savior. This is telling to me these two titles that Luke emphasizes. Both son of man and Savior are relational titles, and that relationship is directly with us with humankind and Luke emphasizes this human to god relational quality of Jesus over and over and over again in his gospel he opens the question of this relationship with a bang when Jesus still in his mother's with Jesus still in his mother's womb as she cries my soul magnifies the lord And she describes God's interactions with humankind as miraculous and life-altering. He lifts up the lowly, he casts down the mighty, he fills the hungry with good things. God, for Luke, is very close and directly influential. God is deeply concerned with the well-being of his created beloved especially with those that human society has pushed outside to the margins and beyond. Luke is our social justice gospel. For Luke, God's concern for the least, the lost, and the lonely is answered in the person and presence of Jesus Christ, Son of Man and Savior. For the last couple of weeks, we have been reading some really difficult parts of Luke, specifically Luke's call to discipleship. The cost of discipleship, according to Luke, is directly related to the benefit received. The benefit is very, very high. And the cost is high as well. Some of Jesus' instructions read in the last few weeks about hating our family members I think, that we in our time can take as a bit of hyperbole. It's a bit of overstatement in our day and age. But when we situate these texts in their own day and age, it was serious instruction. Jesus was concerned with folks who were trying to hide their faith in a time when being Christian was costly. He was warning against Secretly coming to church alone and then going home and renouncing Christ in order to keep peace in a family that didn't also believe. In Luke's gospel, Jesus is reminding his followers that they can't have it both ways. There is no room for discipleship as a secret, there is no point in a Christianity half lived. And in this morning's lesson, that difficult passage continues. Not only are we encouraged to hate those people that we think we hold closest to our hearts, we are further bidden to take up our crosses in order to show our devotion. The cost of discipleship in Luke is very, very high. For all of his great skills as a writer and a storyteller, Luke is not a very good salesman. Luke is clearly not concerned with making this whole Christian discipleship thing very appealing. As I said, in our pluralistic world today, I think Jesus, Jesus' call in Luke to hate father, mother, spouse, and children is a little hyperbolic. It's over the top. It's not as likely now that one need be prepared to cast, be cast out of one's family for religious belief here in the United States, in our time and society. But we do need to be prepared to make some drastic room in our lives in order to be practicing Christians in the world. In order to be followers of Christ, we need to clear out the stuff that gets in the way, because once we make the commitment to hoist the cross up onto our shoulders, there's not a whole lot of room to carry anything else. With our arms full of cross, there's not really any room to carry around a burden of self-pity. When we are carrying a cross, we don't have any room for lugging around homophobia, bigotry, racism or xenophobia. When we've picked up a cross, we will likely need to surround ourselves with a trustworthy community, folks we can rely upon when the load gets just too great to bear, when we need a break. With our arms and hearts and minds full of cross. We no longer have the room in our lives for those things that get in the way of a journey towards justice and mercy and gospel. I resisted for many years the theological idea of taking up a cross. That notion along with, well, that's my cross to bear, seemed shallow to me almost as if it devalued the very real, very weighty, very deadly cross that Jesus himself bore uncomplainingly. In recent years, though, I've been rethinking cross-carrying, mostly in light of what I've already mentioned, that when we are full of the cross, we are empty of the other junk that gets in the way of a life lived fully, and for Christ. When we are full of cross, we have to make very careful, very deliberate decisions about what else we can take on. The weight of that cross on our backs, a constant reminder that life is precious. Life is holy. Life is worth taking seriously and to its fullest. When we are lugging around a cross, it is awfully hard to blend in as anything else. And, I dare say, it becomes less and less important to us to try. When we carry our crosses, that is, when we really decide to be disciples, the world gets reordered. The body of Christ takes precedence And there are very few excuses that stand a chance under that weight. There are all kinds of ways we could dress this up. Churches around town have been doing it for years. There are spins we can put on it to make discipleship look like a breeze, should only you sign on the dotted line. But Luke is unwilling to do that. And so am I. Jesus my friends, was more concerned with disciples that were prepared, that knew what they were getting into, that studied and thought and prayed. He wanted disciples that would be in it for the long haul, rather than those who would show up for a day, then flitter away distracted when something else shiny came along. Yesterday morning, I reminded the parents and godparents of those to be baptized this morning that we here at All Saints take baptismal vows very seriously. I reminded them that in a couple of minutes, we, all together gathered, will take a vow that we will do all in our power to support these little ones in their life in Christ. I reminded them that in order for us to be able to fulfill our promise, they would need to show up. And I'm reminding you too, in order to fulfill your own baptismal vows and also the vows that you are going to make on behalf of these little guys, we have to be here. We have to be here to fulfill the vows that we're making today, the ones that we have been making for generations past, And the ones we will continue in this community to make for generations to come. You have to show up. You have to show up to make this a community that reflects to all God's goodness. To make this a community of all sorts. To make this a community that gives and gives and gives. So that there is something holy here when you... And people in your community need to rest and take. This is all discipleship. The cost is high, but the benefit is so much higher. God has made sure of that. Amen.